It's the Brew Ha Ha Podcast. Time for the Drive Brew Ha Ha with me, Harry Duke, and your co-host, Herlinda Hurrah. Brew Ha Ha is brought to you by the Russian River Brewing Company and the Victory House. Victory House at Poppy Bank Epicenter is Sonoma County's destination for food, drink, sports, and live entertainment. Victory House delivers unparalleled sports viewing on dozens of HD screens, great tasting food from its scratch kitchen, and a showcase of local craft beers on tap. They have indoor, outdoor, private, and group seating areas. For more info and their live events calendar, go to visitvictoryhouse.com. We got a big brouhaha show today, Herlinda. Who we got in the studio with us? I am so excited. If you know juggling beer people, it's like herding cats. So I've got some of the best cats here of all time. I'm really stoked to have Brian Hunt, co-founder, brewmaster, and uh, co-owner of Moonlight Brewing Company, and Tyler Laverty, the brewmaster for Third Street Aleworks, and of course, Vinny Chalurzo back in the drive, brewmaster, co-founder, co-owner with his wonderful wife, Natalie Chalurzo of Russian River Brewery. Thanks. And they Good to be here again. won medals at the Great American Beer Festival, so we are celebrating. <laughs> but Tyler and I have a question to start. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. They're taking control already. This is for Brian. Oh, boy. Was this Moonlight's first ever time entering the Great American Beer Festival, or have you entered before? No, this is the third time Third time. Okay. Wow. And it seems as though reality check-style Pilsner is not truly exactly the BJCP version of what a check-style Pilsner is, nor is Death and Taxes San Francisco-style black lager a style that's recognized by the BJCP. <laughs> and they have told us, let's say repeatedly, that these don't belong here. <laughs> so does that say anything about the validity of the BJCP <laughs> and the blah, blah, you know? So could you enter in the experimental beer category with those then? Yes, but we can't be there with uh, Rocky Mountain Oyster, uh, German Chocolate Cake, Stouts, uh, Barrel Aged, uh, because we just can't compete with that. All right, let's go back a little bit and kind of explain what the Great American Beer Festival is. Who wants to take that one? I'll I'll take it because I've been going for... A lifetime. I think this was Natalie and mine's 27th or 28th GABF, Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, you Um, have a few on me. I've been going since 2009. Our first GABF was 1994 at Blind Pig Brewery, our first brewery down in Southern California. Um, Anyways, this was the 40th year. Um, Not sure if they count COVID or not in there, but whatever. 40 years. It's uh, it started out uh, in Boulder with a handful of breweries, you know, back forty years ago. So you had you know Anchor and Sierra uh, Boulder Brewing and a handful of other the early breweries. It eventually moved to Denver uh, to uh, what was called Culligan Hall was the convention center at the time. That got knocked down. They rebuilt a giant convention center, which is where it is now. And uh, so Tyler and I were both there together. We had a beer or two together uh, there. And uh, it's a competition uh, that is entered by, I think this year there was uh, nine, just over 9,000 uh, entries from all over the United States. It's just beer. Uh, cider doesn't get uh, run through the competition. Seltzer doesn't get run through the competition. Yes. Um, you know, kombucha spirits. This is just it's it's real it's real beer. Um, I believe this is because the judges don't want to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Um, and then and then in conjunction with that is this big 
uh, tasting that has four sessions. Uh, it's a, there's a Thursday night, Friday night, a Saturday day, which is just for home brewers, and then Saturday night. Approximately at each uh, session is about 10,000 people, and the tasting part of it, the public part of it, was actually smaller this year because they're doing uh, some renovations to the uh, convention center. And then tied into the public part is this uh, tasting called Paired, and Paired is this extra uh, curricular part of it that you pay a little bit extra for, and it's a little bit higher end food and beer pairing with maybe 40 or 50 breweries and the chef from the Brewers Association, Adam Dooley, who helped us do our menu up at the Windsor Brewery. Um, does that and orchestrates and curates this amazing food and beer. Yeah, it's a pretty cool part of of the GABF. Leah Skirdo from Pizza Leah actually did, uh, she did a pairing there with um, Port City. She was there, yeah. Yeah, she's my neighbor. Well, Vinny, thank you for the explanation there. So now I know, and everyone who's listening knows, what the heck we're talking about. And so G-A-B-F, of course, Great American Beer Festival, because yeah. we've been banting those initials yeah. around a lot. And it, and it happens every year sometime between late September and early October. You would think after 40 years they would get the same date a every set date, yeah. a set date, but they don't. <laughs> no. But uh, anyways. Yeah, and I wish I had gone this year because people were pretty excited to be back and it looks like – um, I mean, there's some just great writing about it, a lot, a lot of reunions. I saw Natalie had a lot of, like, you know, mini reunions on the page as well. Now, Brian, did you go to this festival? Nope. <laughs> I did judge at the third GABF oh. that many decades ago. Who'd you judge with back then? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> what year was that? Do you remember? I'm not going to remember that either. Yeah. <laughs> Before you were born, Vinny, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Probably not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was in high school. So, um, speaking of, so what beer did you enter and uh, what one? Um, oh, actually, never mind how many beers. I can, can imagine there was a lot of Should beers. we start with Brian's since we're let's go to the drinking? Well. we'll do it in order. We're drinking Brian's beer. Yeah. Oh, maybe, fine. Maybe you can talk about the beer we're drinking there. Well, this is a creation from Zach. Zach Greenwood, our brewer. He wanted to make a petite saison, and we love saisons. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the world seems to have lost favor, like any beer style that seems to be gone in a year or two, except for IPAs. Um, and he wanted to make a petite saison. And so in our facility, if someone's got an uh, um, image in their mind, a vision of what they want this beer to taste like, and if they can describe it to everybody else in such a way that we all go, God dang, that sounds good. <laughs> then we all collaborate on how to make it, bringing our ingredients and our ideas and processes together. So Zach was a creator of this in the sense that it was his vision. And he's had a lot of uh, great visions. And um, it was uh, named by one of our old interns, uh, who's now in New Zealand. Uh, she's from New Zealand. And so we nibble. was just, just a little wee nibble. And uh, you won a gold with that, right? Yeah. So what's the difference between a petite saison and a regular saison? The word petite. <laughs> <laughs> so is this like a diet beer? So M- I say maybe alcohol. Petite, if uh, I- 
Well, it does translate to alcohol. Vinny's okay. exactly right about that. But alcohol is the minor part. This is 3.8% wow. alcohol. Yes. So um, you could say sessionable. Session safe. Um, but also it's just delightful in warmer weather as it was somewhat today. It is lovely. Uh, and the idea is it's not just about, you know, how many is it take to get hammered. It's about you're going to have a good time. <laughs> and we always look for a beauty in a beer. And this beer has that beauty, even though it's got lower alcohol. Alcohol doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. We also make stronger alcohol saisons. Um, not so often, but... Uh, but this is just eminently delicious. Brian, any significance to the color of the label that you've chosen for We Nibble? Uh, that is Zach's, uh, Zach Greenwood, our brewmaster's favorite color, and we did it uh, without his knowledge. Huh? Hot pink magenta, for, since <laughs> you guys are on radio and you can't yeah. see it. It is actually, I am digging the color, and I think there should be a shirt like that as well, please. And a little and a technical question. What kind of yeast are you using? What Do you know the Saison yeast? Uh, uh, it doesn't. I have my ideas. It is a culture of three. Okay. Uh, from a well-known commercial yeast laboratory that we did not grow up ourselves. And the particular specifics, I couldn't tell you. All right. <laughs> I'd be surprised if even the supplier would tell us exactly all the details. Uh, okay. all right. Perhaps you have some ideas. No, I, it's just a saison is is a yeast driven beer. We have we have two year round saisons we make, and they're very very yeast driven. And that's why I always ask with saison. And um, years years ago, when we left Corbell, um, one of the things that I walked away with was our old hop yard. And so Brian and Natalie and one of Brian's daughters and I would replant the hop yard every weekend at Brian's old facility mm-hmm. uh i guess that was facility number two yep for moonlight and uh and then over the next couple of years you and i would sit out there and and work and then we would finish up with some beers and brian and i had many a conversations of saison because it's a style that we both adore we talked water chemistry and yeast and those were like really really fun times that are very memorable for me nice and uh, and i completely agree that it's a yeast driven, driven beer yeast flavor and uh, and so the yeast is quite critical yeah. in it. If you knew what yeast it was, would you tell Vinny? Um, well, since it's three different yeasts, uh, and yeah, I okay. would tell him. Okay. I, I would lie. So you're not holding. <laughs> 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 but he'd know I was lying, and he'd say, "I know it's you know, WLP 004. That's so funny. So Tyler, um, tell us about the beer that that you know that. One okay. and I know you guys have been doing this every year, and you it also won world not only GABF but World Beer Cup as well. Yeah, we actually um, won a gold medal this year for our Blarney Sisters Dry Irish Stout. Uh, so it's that same family of beer as like a, a Guinness, a low alcohol, very dry you know, black beer. Um, the can is actually a nitro can. So uh, nice. when we canned it, they put a drop of liquid nitrogen in every uh, can, and it's supposed to give you that nice, you know, creamy Cream. pour. I like and everything nitro, cars, beer, coffee. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this beer actually uh, has had a great year. It won gold at both Great American Beer Fest and World Beer Cup this year. Congratulations. Yeah, and you. he's cracking one open for he us there. I have to note the label on this one is not as interesting as the label well, on Brian's. This is the real label. Oh, okay. Label. okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, of course, it's pretty much a blank can. Ran out of cans, you know, a good two weeks before the Great American Beer Festival, and all I had left was a handful of shiners or unlabeled cans for – that I had hung on to just for personal use. So how much difference for, like, I know with, you know, like, especially with a smaller brewery like yours, how much difference does it make in sales and, and, and um, 
interest even on like social media, but especially in sales, when you guys when you win a medal? Um, you know, we've been we've had a lot of uh, people stopping by for the stout since it mm-hmm. won, and okay. we've had a lot of uh, phone calls looking for cans. So we're actively trying to get another batch on the schedule so that we can. And you didn't even get start canning till till the pandemic, right? Uh, we started canning in uh, the summer of eighteen, but the first time we ever canned this beer was okay. um, during Thank the you. pandemic. That right, looks wow, lovely. It, we did it on. In March of 20, we released it to a local grocery store chain. They picked it up, and the world shut down about two days later. Um, so we've been nitro canning it for – this was the third year. And uh, I had always hand-bottled this beer and sent it as just regular CO2 without any nitrogen to Great American Beer Fest. Mm. And uh, this year I just said I have nitro cans. I'm sending it. I, I, it is going to be what it's going to be. And apparently it was very well received. It's delicious. But so you didn't actually attend? Uh, no, I was at Great American Beer Fest okay. this year. But right. we send our beer in um, earlier. I did not make the World Beer Cup this year. Uh, that follows the Craft Brewers Conference around the country. And it was in Minneapolis this year. And I very much wanted to go, but it just it wasn't in the cards for us <coughs> this year. Yeah. So what do you guys think of this, uh, Vinny? Well, I'm, this, I'm, a, I'm a huge stout fan, dry okay. stout. We make, uh, we make a dry stout. Uh, called OVL Stout. It stands for Old Vic Loyalist because mm-hmm. of where our where our uh, brew pub sits in downtown Santa Rosa. Um, I think one year we maybe got the silver and you yeah, got the you did, yeah. gold, but um, I would dare to say that uh, the Third Street uh, the Stout's probably like the most winningest dry stout. Like I in think both. it might be. Yeah. It's pretty won, cool. Wow, it's won seven great uh, Great American Beer Fest medals and it's won six World Beer Cup medals. Yeah. Uh, we did yeah. some checking up on it in the past, and as far as we can tell, we haven't gotten a full confirmation from the yeah. BA, but we believe it is yeah. between those two festivals the most. And when they're staff. saying BA, they don't mean the something illicit. Thank you. Before somebody like like you yeah. know wonders if somebody's missing their belt. But <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what do you think of this? <clears throat> Delightful. Yeah, it's good stuff. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a great beer. Love the style. Low al- another low alcohol. Oh yeah, yeah we'll say BB on this. Four point one percent. Oh yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. a kind of almost coffee-ish, roasty. Oh, definitely. Delicious, smooth. Yeah, we've always had it as a nitro draft beer in the pub. And, yeah, up until just recently, we it had always been a draft-only beer. Very cool. It's, a, then, good, it's yeah. a good example of, like, that dark beer because everyone thinks, oh, dark beer, it's strong. Oh, yeah, like barley wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, Heavy and strong is what the – Yeah, but then, you know, I think the best way to think of it is, like, well, if you drink coffee, and especially now that cold coffee is such a mm-hmm. – cool hip thing with all the kids you know it's oh yeah it, I, this, that's what this is this is like cold coffee in cold a way coffee yeah. i always love when people would ask well what's your lowest calorie beer and i'm like it's gonna be the dry yeah. stout it's the lowest alcohol mm-hmm. it's got the lowest least yeah. residual sugar it's you know it's it wasn't what they wanted to hear but <laughs> <laughs> it's what i want to hear i'm on a diet this is great <laughs> so then uh Vinny, let's tell us about the beer that you entered. All right. So the one that we won with is called Intinction uh, Sauvignon Blanc. So Intinction is a line of beers. And uh, Brian was intrigued by the name yeah. <laughs> and looked it up. So what does the name mean? Actually, I'll go ahead and let Brian say what the name means, and then we'll, like, Vinny. <laughs> I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> I was hoping you would. All right. I'm going to defer to Vinny because, you know... <laughs> 
if this gets out on the radio that I say the wrong pe- thing, people are going to be repeating the wrong thing. They're going to walk into your pub, Vinny, and go, I heard this beer is blah, blah, blah. And your bartenders are going to go, oh, God, that, that Brian Hunt. But the flip uh, side of that is we'll know we have our listeners out there coming right? to exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So, right. Yeah, and, and Tinction is basically taking the sacrament at church and um, oh. um so that's so so we're using grapes in in this beer so this is a a pilsner aged uh, for nine months in sauvignon blanc barrels with some britannomyces um britannomyces is is a really bad word for winemakers because it's a wild yeast that they don't like but in beer it can actually be really nice um and then uh after nine months we Take it out of barrels. We mix, we blend it with Sauvignon Blanc grape juice from our friends out at Dutton. Um, the barrels are all Sauvignon Blanc barrels from uh, Mary Edwards, and um, and then it goes through a secondary fermentation with the grape juice, and you end up with, and eventually we we, we package it, and you end up with this beautiful wine beer hybrid mm. that um, doesn't have any bacteria added to it. So all the acidity that you taste in this beer is from the grape juice, from the Sauvignon Blanc grape juice from our friends out at Dutton. Are you doing anything? Is any part of this going to the cool ship at all, too? Nope. No, okay. no, no. And the base is a Pilsner so that it's a super okay. neutral uh, base beer and let the Sauvignon Blanc come through. The Drive Brewhaha brought to you, of course, by the fine folks at the Russian River Brewing <laughs> Company and the Victory House at the Poppy Bank Epicenter. Our guests today are Tyler Laverty, the brewmaster at Third Street Ale Works, Brian Hunt, founder, co-owner, and brewmaster at Moonlight Brewing Company, and Vinny Chalurzo, brewmaster, co-founder of Russian River Brewing. And we've been talking about the beers that were honored at the Great American Beer Festival. We've been sampling and tasting those. I think we've enjoyed them all. <laughs> I've thoroughly enjoyed them. Yeah. But let's talk about your guys' individual breweries. Tyler, let's start with you. Third Street Ale Works has gone through some significant changes over the past few months. We have. Um, it's a challenging business environment in downtown Santa Rosa right now. We don't have the population of people working downtown that we used to. And uh, the business has definitely been a little slower. So we ended up shutting down our kitchen in June. Uh, over the summer, we had a handful of pop-ups come in and do food in our kitchen, uh, mostly Canaveri's Deli. Uh, and starting right after Labor Day, we had Bayou on the Bay, who's a Cajun fusion. They've been doing you know pop-ups at breweries all over the county. They took over full residence in our kitchen. And so they've been there seven days a week, lunch and dinner. And so I brought some of the food that they've been putting out. Uh, today, we're having a... A uh, Cajun birria-style mini taco. And I got one bite of it before we went back <laughs> on the air, okay. and I love it. I can't wait for us to go off the air so I can finish it. So that's part of our happy hour menu. That they're doing that every day. Mini, uh, yeah. Monday through f- Friday from 3 to 6. And then we also have one of this week's specials, which was a Cajun Cali burrito, which had uh, a traditional dirty rice, Blackened chicken, house-made pico, Cajun seasoned fries, smoky mac sauce, and a secret sauce all in a chipotle tortilla. And uh, it, I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not eating either of these, but <laughs> from the looks on everyone else's faces, it looks like it's pretty tasty. There's a lot of vegetarians in beer. I've noticed that it, like in the festivals and stuff, like when we do the Brave Beer Festival. So. It's getting better. Uh, the, the Craft Brewers Conference in Philly was a little challenging. The vegetarian <laughs> option at the opening ceremony was lobster mac and cheese. <laughs> 
So I ate a little bit of seafood, which wasn't horrible. Uh, But, um, yeah, it was a lot of pretzels and a lot of cheese (laughs) for like a week straight. It was rough. Have you you been to uh, Little Saint yet up in Healdsburg? I haven't. Oh, you should. check it out. Yeah, it's Single Threads uh, plant-based restaurant. I read an article about that in the paper the other day. Beautiful Phenomenal. Food is really good. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll have yeah. to check that out. All right, Tyler. Third Street Aleworks, thirdstreetaleworks.com for hours and events and menus, all sorts of stuff to be found. Again, thirdstreetaleworks.com. Brian, what's going on at Moonlight Brewing? Well, we added a Wednesday for having the tap room open. We're open at four. For those people that have been there, you know the tap room's right in the middle of our production facility, and normally there's forklifts zooming in and out, <laughs> and we have to stop the forklift when people are drinking beer for <laughs> obvious reasons. And we appreciate uh, that. Couldn't we ride yes. on them instead? Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're open Wednesdays now, uh, Thursdays, Fridays, and of course Saturday and Sunday. So not Mondays and Tuesdays, the rest mm-hmm. of them. And uh, we don't have our own kitchen, um, but we have food trucks and we have other nice packaged snacks available and things like that. Some good Occasional live music. Yeah. yeah, some bands. And uh, and for all information about what's going on at Moonlight Brewing, go to moonlightbrewing.com. But, but you've actually had a major change this year also, which means which is did. why you look just a little. You look a little more relaxed. And this is why you also probably were like, oh, the yeast, whatever. And, um, Patrick Rue, who uh, was the owner of the brewery, who sold his brewery a while ago and is doing erosion wines in Napa, is also your new co-owner. That's correct. And is that freeing up a little travel time or oh, yes, brain it's, time? It's wonderful. Wife time? All of those things. <laughs> yes, it's, it's really delightful. Oh, good. So, um, so it, how... Are there any beers out that have his hand in them yet? Like if you go to the tap room? No. No, not yet. They're, uh-huh. uh, they're pretty much... Uh, everything's under the creation of Zach Greenwood, okay. uh, our great brewmaster, and uh, staff does a great job. Um, we all care about the beers and drink the beers and love the beers. And um, if you don't love beers when you're making it, just like if you don't love food when you're making it, it's really tough to do a great job. Get out of the business. Right. So uh, anyway, uh, Zach is pretty much handling that. Um, Patrick has had some ideas so far, and nothing yet we've put into uh, something you can taste. Okay. Well, I look forward <laughs> to that. And you guys, um, you're dog-friendly. You're patio dog-friendly? Yeah. Tyler? Uh, yeah. Okay. And then Vinny. Vinny of the quaint little Russian River Brewing <laughs> Company. What's going on out there? Well, um, Tyler, did your electric go out yesterday downtown? Uh, not that I saw. Well, it must have must have only been Fourth Street and to the okay. uh, to the west, and like it must have avoided you. No, we so, were good all day yesterday. Yeah, no, we're uh, we're just uh, doing the same thing downtown, um, cranking out pizzas and beer downtown at you know, Fourth Street. So just a block away from from Third Street Aleworks and. Um, We've got the you know Windsor Brewery going. That's Wednesday through Sunday. So, uh, like Moonlight, we uh, don't have our restaurant open on uh, Monday, Tuesday, but the outdoor patio is open. So really, you can't come and drink beer seven days a week up there. But mainly, it's a it's a Wednesday through Sunday thing. And uh, you, know, um, you know, Tyler referred to it. It's it's a tough restaurant business. It's a tough business right now. Um, but we've we've hunkered down and um, you know, distribution's been great. Um, 
we're still uh, you know cranking out lots of bottled beer and draft beer to distribute. Um, you know, probably be a little bit up this year in in volume, and um, you know we still self distribute locally, and that's um, really just something we've always done to really focus on quality and our drivers are in these accounts every week delivering fresh beer um but yeah come on out if you want to drink some fresh beer at either of our facilities and uh, we're always always making you know we always have pliny on draft and all of our regulars but the elder the elder yeah but we're we're you know we always have some are coming out with one-off beers uh out of our little pilot brewery i was in there today brewing something up and uh those typically are under the r&d as in research and development uh label now, you recently renovated your patio at the Windsor facility. What did you do? We did, yeah. So when we built out Windsor four years ago, uh, honestly, we just ran out of money and we couldn't afford to do much more out there. So we just did grass, sod. Well, um, you know, as w- with drought situation, and we did have a little bit of money, so we redid it. Just put some nice walking paths, some tables out there and whatnot. Um, we were talking about being dog-friendly, right. that we have the whole patio out there that's that's dog-friendly. But also the, the there's the, out, the outdoor bar, as we call it, the patio bar, is also dog-friendly in the way that we designed it and all. So, um, so that's pretty cool. You, you show up to the Windsor Brewery on a on a saturday or a sunday and it's like dog fest out out there it's pretty it's pretty fun if you're if you're a dog person you gotta be a dog and if you're a dog probably (laughs) and that too and don't and don't miss the dog fountain we we went to the nth degree we have this like water bottle filling station that you'd you know a human fills her bottle but down low there's a spigot for dogs even with a uh with a a trough that's on a uh it's on like a fulcrum so it, it 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 you know, you can dump the dirty water and then it re- you refill it with with fresh water, and uh, that was one of my favorite purchases of that whole <laughs> brewery. Australia, right? It did come from Australia because we couldn't find one in America. But uh, <laughs> yeah, the little, little details that, that we put into the Windsor facility. And my f- favorite beer, one of my favorite beers, is just came out of from Russian River is the Shadow of a Doubt. We were talking porter. about that before we came on. Yeah, it's our Imperial Porter, sort of a nod to Hitchcock's movie Shadow of a Doubt that was filmed uh, mostly here in Santa Rosa right. and um, yeah it's a it's a nearly 10% imperial porter so kind of opposite uh, range yeah. of Tyler's uh, <laughs> dry stout here but it has beautiful dark toffee and chocolate notes a little bit of coffee note in there um, and, and the label is a nod to so, sort of a film noir um, of the train station in downtown Santa Rosa as well. So that, that's we have that on draft and bottles at How both our facilities. How hard was that to get permission from the Hitchcock uh, familia or estate? Yeah, the estate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we never get it. We never <laughs> asked. <laughs> yeah. Because technically, it's a different. It's a diff- no way affiliated. At, with the yeah, it's a different class, and so Shadow of a Doubt um, is is now a trademark beer name. Um, so now they have to come know. to you if they want to make a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an but, homage. And, you know, I mean, not much different than we have two beers: Velvet Glow and Happy Hops are both beers that were. Uh, beers that the Grace Brothers Brewery right. made, 
and um, but we own those trademarks now. And you know, Berry Public just recently did a Grace Brothers uh, beer, which was cool, and they own that trademark. So, anyways, yeah, I got to taste that in Denver. It was nice. Yeah, yeah they were on the show actually a couple of weeks ago. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah, grandson yeah. and. Uh, your friend Richard Norgrove also. So we've talked about the beers that meddled. I'd like each of you to tell me about a beer at your tap room now that's available that you'd really like our listeners who are local to come in and try. Tyler, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. Um, it can't be that difficult. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about, you know, what's on draft right now. Do you want, me, just, to, you want me to jump yeah, in? I just yeah. got back from Denver, so I'm still trying to figure everything out. Um, I mean, honestly, what what we drink probably more than anything at the pub, uh, the production side, is our Stallion Italian Pilsner. Uh, we sent it to Denver. It's a 4.6% lightly dry-hopped Pilsner, uh, classic German variety, Hallertau Mittelfru, which is probably my favorite German hop. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's a easy drinking, but also, like, a, I can have a beer at work but not have to worry about, you know, being safe to just Irresponsible going home too. I've got an eight-year-old at home when I get there, so I'm not trying to drink ten percent imperial porters before I jump in the car and head home. Nice. Uh, but yeah, that's that beer was part of a rotating lager series and has really caught on with both our pub and the trade, and it's become one of our our regular production beers now, and we've been really enjoying it. Okay, one more time on the name. Uh, it's Stallion Italian Style Pilsner. All right, third street necklace. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a white label, and it has a Ferrari-esque uh, horse standing up on it with the white, green, and red of the Italian flag. One of our uh, co-owners, Matt Vella, is of Italian heritage and took a lot of pride in making that label. Awesome. All right, Brian, Moonlight Brewing, what you want us to try? Oh, heavens, it's October. It's time for Bony Fingers. <laughs> I was there on Saturday for that beer with my dad, who had never had it before, and he loved ah, it. You work your fingers to the bone, you know what you get? Bony finger. That's Hoyt Axton's song. I'm representing with my shirt today on purpose. Oh, yes. <laughs> so that is, uh, speaking of stronger and darker beers, that is a stronger and darker version, somewhat similar to Death, but even more so. A different blend of roast. Death in Texas has four different roast beer, roast grains in it. And so does Bony Fingers. But a different combination of them to make it richer. Because when it comes to October and you get a kind of cold wind blowing the dry leaves down the street, get a little shiver and you want a little more substance in your beer. A little more potatoes with your meat and potatoes. <laughs> And uh, and that's what Bony Fingers does. A little extra alcohol. It's up there six seven, and uh, it's just absolutely wonderful and delightful. But more than that, it's what belongs to this particular climate and this particular time of the year. And that's a lot what beers used to be is something made seasonally to not just because it's that time of the year, but because it's something that's relevant to the temperature and and how you whether you're mowing the lawn or not. Let's put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vinny, Russian River Brewing. You know, our brewers go to beer is STS Pills, but uh, I'm going to go with our Saison, Robert, or Yanami. They're actually the same exact base beer. And uh, Yanami actually won a, an award in the same category that Brian did, but at World Beer Cup um, that uh, Tyler was referencing. Um, but yeah, Robert is a uh, is a classic saison at about six percent, six point one percent. And then Yanami is the exact same beer, but we add this special yeast, Britannomyces. Again, winemakers are 
shaking in their car or seat, whatever chair right now. You're causing uh, accidents. You realize <laughs> that. Um, and and there, it's really cool to get the two beers. We have them always in bottle and taste them side by side. They taste two completely separate beers, but they are truly the same base beer and same recipe. And it's a really neat uh, juxtaposition of, of what yeast can do. And as Brian and I were talking earlier, how Saison is a yeast-driven beer, and uh, and they're super great food-friendly beers mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, they're much. usually extremely dry. Ours have zero residual sugar, um, which means there's no sugar, so they are good for dieting. Perfect. I'll be yeah. right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, because they're so dry, they really just uh, go so well with so many different types of food. When you guys do the salmon special, that's what I, I usually get. Is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, with the saison, yeah. with that. Yeah, I made a point during JBF of finding Vinny and tasting both of those side by side, <laughs> and it was it was fun. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a big saison fan. I've yeah. been chasing that saison category for quite a few years now and yeah. i was excited to try yours i was excited to try yours and yeah i, I have a question so what were your gateway beers what was like the like your most like your either your memorable beer growing up or your first beer you had or the one that made you want to to I'll, do this as a crazy business I'll, I'll start because i took our entire brewing team to anchor oh. brewing yesterday for a team building day and uh fun day and uh Liberty Ale and Sierra Nevada Pale Ale were the beers that influenced me the most. And uh, it was really fun to take our entire crew to Anchor yesterday. And um, many of them had never been. And uh, it's it's such an amazing brewery. So it was cool to be back there drinking Liberty Ale fresh. And you had a picture with Dave Burkhart, who just wrote the history book on Anchor, I saw. Right, which is coming out in uh, the end of November. They will be on the show November 17th. That's the release yeah. day, I yeah. believe. So yeah, we're gonna, And we're going to uh, sell the book at both our gift shops, nice. too. I, Natalie and I wrote a little blurb for the back cover and it's uh, it's i've read most of the book just in digital format uh, on the draft version it's a really cool history of, oh, of anchor yeah, and yeah, i saw sure. i saw a copy of it yesterday and there's amazing pictures yeah. oh cool. in there. i'll have to definitely check that out yeah yeah when they when they come on we'll definitely brian's got a smile on his face there he's got like a knowing smile about i don't know if you're having a memory of your first beer of it's an it's with. an unknowing smile i don't know <laughs> what i'd say uh, I agree with Vinny right, that uh, Anchor was a big inspiration, mm-hmm. but uh, I I drank so many other beers before that. Um, when I got out of brewing school, there were 43 brewing companies, so they were in the country. That's 43 brewing companies in the United States. There was kind of a lot fewer options back then. Uh, I could say New Albion was one. Mm-hmm. Um, the beers that uh, I loved, and some people would tell you it was the best beer and the worst beer they ever had, depending on which batch you got. Uh, and that's probably fair. Um, but there was even DeBacher out of Novato made some great stuff. Right. Sierra always made great stuff. Uh, they Sierra had this great concept that in the Wild West days when there were a lot of breweries, and a lot of them really were kind of dicey, you could always count on buying a six-pack of Sierra Nevada and taking it to a party. It was the one guaranteed good beer. So that's one. But I I just, there's so many. It's just impossible. I think I love the diversity of beer more than that I could point out Mm -hmm. any one or two or ten. All right, Tyler, you've had a lot of time to think about this question now, okay? I almost didn't start homebrewing because, at least early on, I wasn't a huge beer fan. Um, 
I went to college in Boulder, and we drank a lot of Keystone Light because it was cheap and available. <laughs> but my first alcohol aha moment was Jim Beam. Uh, when I for beer, it was probably I'd say uh, Hefeweizens and German Lagers were really the beers that kind of turned me around. And I probably one of my first real aha beers was were the beers of Eyinger. Uh Their Jarhundert beer and their um, their Celebrator Doppelbach. Those were kind of two real formative beers for me. Uh, that really got me excited about beer. Anchor's Pale Ale, the first time I ever had it, it was the most bitter beer I'd ever had, and I I couldn't finish the six-pack. But I came back to it about a decade later and realized what a phenomenal beer it was and loved it. And to this day, like you said, it's it's a go-to good beer to try. Anchor Porter, Anchor Steam, both Mm -hmm. of those are really solid. But yeah, Porter, I mean, definitely love the dark beers. All hell to Anchor. Yeah. Can't wait for that, but that when they come on the show. Looking forward to it. I want to thank Tyler Laverty, brewmaster at Third Street Ale Works, thirdstreetaleworks.com. Brian Hunt, founder, co-owner, and brewmaster at Moonlight Brewing Company, moonlightbrewing.com. And Vinny Chalurzo, brewmaster and co-founder of Russian River Brewery, russianriverbrewing.com. That's it for the Drive Brew Haha, folks. Thanks for tuning in.